0: Hey everyone, what is going on? This is scriptwriter Steve, and today I have a show for you. I am just going to talk about a few things that are on my mind here, and uh, one of them is that I would like to talk about fraud, uh, what exactly it is, and how it's being redefined in today's world, and uh, my thoughts on what I like to call metaphoric thinking, I'm sure that kind of will intrigue your mind there. And then I'll finish up with, oh, I guess not a movie. I guess we can call that a movie. Um, A documentary I saw on YouTube and uh, it's one on Paris Hilton made by Paris Hilton. So of course there's a little bias there, but it was actually very good. Very, very good. And uh, so we'll get into all of that right after I pay some bills. All right. I am back. I have my notes in front of me. Don't really have much notes. I don't usually go off of notes, but uh, usually I just talk off the top of, top of my head. But um, today I have some bullet points here so I can make sure I stay on topic because I tend to get off topic and go on a tangent when my when my brain gets triggered here. So um, I want to talk about fraud, uh, my experience in it, um, and my opinion on what I'm actually seeing in the world today and how that. Well, applies to, of course, this election, which is driving me and probably you nuts, right? So, you know, when I, I, I think I've experienced fraud my entire life. Um, I remember back in school, you know, I went to a private school. This school had cost my parents, uh, I think, anywhere between thirteen to twenty grand. I'm not sure, but they, <laughs> they thought they were getting giving me a good education, and I think. I got a pretty good education, but I could say that huh, I'm not sure if I applied most of that to my entire life right now. But I'm sure the friends I made out of there are great. But I remember I want to see exactly if there was fraud going on, but there were ways we cheated back then. You know, we uh, in a way we would get um for our some of the past seniors would give us our our former the, the, I guess the test that they that the um, the history teacher would have used and all we had to do is study the test and, instead of reading the books. Of course, we were still memorizing the information out there perfectly, where we would all get great, like 100% or 99%, and we're still learning our stuff. We just didn't have to read the book, which was so much great, greater. And I remember there were these things called cliff notes. you remember those things? And we wouldn't have to ever read the whole book. We'd just read the summarized versions. And these were, these cliff notes were so good that, uh, at one time it was fooling the teachers, but they caught on. And I guess they thought, oh, we were being a little bit, you know, quote unquote fraudulent for not reading the books. And, uh, so, you know, they started to read the cliff notes and then they wouldn't, whatever was in the cliff notes wasn't in the test. So we ended up reading the book, which, uh, that wasn't too fun because all the books were really boring. But, um, Throughout my life, even after that, though, um, you know, I had friends, you know, went into business with, uh, they ended up stealing from me, you know, when people make money or they they get dollar signs in their eyes or in their brain, they start acting a little differently. And um, I've had people have put false accusations after me. Um, and for what reasons, I really can't figure out, you know, until this day, um, other than it's just personal vendettas, like um, who, you know, just... Pure anger and hate towards me. Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe I said the wrong things. Maybe I did the wrong things. But you know, till this day, I can't figure it out. Um, you know, I had a. I remember a business partner, and uh, they stole a pretty good, significant amount of money from me. And um, and and also, I remember a very famous promoter here in Hawaii that um, took one of the emails that I wrote um, uh, to a, um, a celebrity, and then. Kind of finagled it in a, in a way to make it as though I assumed that we were we were actually booking him for a gig when we were just in um, negotiations, and that ended up causing me to lose that booking because it looked as though I had jumped the gun when um, the original email was nothing like that. Uh, that famous uh, promoter died, and uh, he's not a very good guy. Like they, people told me, he was just a bastard. But, you know, fraud happens. It happens everywhere. It happens. I I mean, I'm sure you've even experienced fraud on a certain level. And the end result is always to a profit of the fraudster, right? And, you know, they aren't doing these things for fun. Uh, There's always a win. They have to win. And if they can't win legitimately, they'll start committing fraud, Again, it's never done for fraud in a way to say that. Oh, I bet we could get away with this. I'm sure there's some people out there who who are sick in the mind and just try to get away with it, but most fraud is done with an agenda. You know, we've had um, you know people who I know I won't name them, but they've defrauded nonprofits and put money into their pocket with an agenda to enrich themselves. And I thought there was always something wrong. You could always spot fraud, spot fraud pretty easily because. You know, suddenly you know if they get paid a certain amount uh, and then they're you know, showing up and treating everyone to dinner, but they're only only getting paid this amount, you have to ask where the hell is that money coming from, right? So now we have you know in our election, we have you know just a, li- a whole list of fraud going on. We have Dominion machines which are waiting ballots. Um, we have dead people voting. We have voter machines um, having the USB data altered on it. And then we have glitches. You know, we have so-called, so-called glitches. They're saying glitches, but they're saying human error. I think they're glitches. And then we have mail-in ballots. And here's the thing. Um, every one of these, these instances, they just happen to help out Joe Biden. And again, these are levels of fraud. Now, even the Democrats have said, they agree that the, the, there is fraud going on, and that these all went to Joe Biden. They agree with that, but is it a level uh, that would it, it would sway the election? Now that's a good question. We have to ask that. But why is the fraud happening? It's not happening. So you know, it's not happening on the small scale. These are like pretty big scales here. So why would it happen? It's a, again, it's to affect the outcome of the of the election. It's to affect to make sure Joe Biden is gonna win in some sort or fashion or to give him uh, a leg up, right? It's not done for fun, again. It's done with an agenda to win. So that has to be put to a stop. And in this case, what I feel is that they have succeeded. Now, if we took, now today was, it was just incredible today. Um, Today, a video, um, and you have to check this out. It's on YouTube somewhere. And uh but they had uh over at the state farm arena where they were counting ballots, absentee ballots, I believe, uh this worker there, um, she told everyone to go home. Now this is all this is all caught on videotape. She told everyone to go home. So she kicked the press out because they, because she said that the they were gonna stop counting for that night, that it's gonna completely stop. I'm not sure why they said that, but they said they're done. And I think it was for Maybe the water main break, the you know the so-called water main break. I don't know, but there, that's it. Go home. So she kicked the press out. She kicked the regular pole watchers out, and then, and then when the coast was clear, she pulled these suitcases, and her and this one guy pulled these suitcases out from underneath the the tables, and then they put all all of these ballots on there, and then these po- these poll workers who were there, there's four of them they started putting in ballots into the machine there for two hours that they did this. And when they were doing this, they were looking left and right, making sure nobody was watching them. I mean, that is the natural, <laughs> natural, um, I guess, instinct of knowing when you're doing something wrong to, to look left and right, right? <laughs> that That's the, the natural instinct of someone who's committing a crime. We got to watch our back, right? So uh, they're doing this and then Two hours later, when the the, uh, the other poll workers come back and the press comes back, oh, they shove the suitcases back under and act like nothing happened. Oh, we're just a, we're back. We're just as confused as you. So, uh yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Very, very weird. Again, you know, fraud happens, but did it happen to to benefit Joe Biden? In this case, it did. Did it pad him enough to, you know? Uh, I guess a uh, win um, I th- I think it did maybe it didn't but it sure doesn't look good and with all of these things all of you know, again, dominion dead people voting you know, lost ballots and oh, let me forget let me not forget I believe today a post worker said that he took an under an affidavit, affidavit sworn affidavit now, that's proof that's evidence he transported a pallet pallets, in fact, with an S, pallets of ballots to a voting precinct that were already marked with Biden, and they weren't inside their secure envelope. And he, he transported it from New York, I think, down to Pennsylvania. I think that's what it is. Um, that doesn't sound too honest. And then he said he had to say something. Big guy, big husky guy with a beard on, you know, no one's going to beat him up. Oh, that real, real tough guy. So, uh, yeah, you know, and he was on TV and he, he, he told his story. Um, and what do you think about that? Oh, Of course, all those votes probably went to Biden. Just happened to be, just happened to be. So, again, now, we have to ask all of these questions is after all of this fraud, what is the fix for it? And surprisingly, the fix for all of this voter fraud, um, it's always been been very easy. Number one, uh, in-person voting is what we should all do. Um, And then if you're going to have absentee voting, they'll have to prove, there has to be a way to prove that this absentee ballot belongs to this person. And when that absentee ballot is open, it carefully has to be inspected by both parties before it is counted. You know, it has to go through that entire process of Issuing an absentee ballot and then counting it. If you, if you remove any of those safeguards in there, that ballot should be null and void. And in fact, in the law, it is null and void if you get rid of any of those safety guards in there. But again, Joe Biden's voter fraud committee. Remember the ones he put in place. He said to to protect voter fraud, the lawyers came in and said, "Huh? Well, we don't need." Those type of protections in there, because again, we're we're for we're against voter fraud. That's why we don't need poll watchers. We don't need voter ID. We don't need signature verification because we we are we are against voter fraud, which doesn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. It, it only makes sense if you are a Democrat. That is out of your mind. So um, on top of that, you know, um, you know get this i have some friends in some uh other countries here and i won't, won't uh, out which country they're in but they, they know me because they're uh, they're aspiring filmmakers but in order to vote in their country not only do they require a voter id and to show up in person but they also fingerprint every ballot that's on top of there so when you vote you get a little fingerprint thing and you put it right there on the ballot. That's your ballot That that's associated with your fingerprint and that can only be you, correct? That's pretty intelligent. That That system was created by the United States so they could vote. And they start bragging to people out there by holding up their, their ink finger and saying, I voted, and they're so proud of that. No computer, nothing like that. This makes it the most secure, and this was created by the United States, a method which we don't apply in the United States. So strangely, strangely, we have a method of um, that's insecure and that we won't apply in, in the United States, because everything there, according to the Democrats, a voter ID is racist because black people can't get an ID. I don't know one black person, and I have a lot of black friends, who doesn't have an ID. I think that's completely ludicrous. Right, and fingerprinting. Oh, they say that's that that's uh that's actually sh- um what 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 is it? Really? They actually said that um it is an invasion of your privacy to have your identity associated with your ballot, huh? Really, okay, bad lie. Another bad lie. Oh, and also they also believe that vote tallies. Uh, these are in those third world countries that are worse off than us. Um, they tally their votes by the end of the night. That's it. There's a cutoff point. They're not going to keep tallying their votes for weeks upon weeks after. And if that would happen in, in the United States, you know, it would be a clear win for President Trump. But now because you know Joe, you know, President Trump won on that day, and Joe they stopped counting and they kept putting in those fake ballots, and Joe Biden won about a week later. Isn't that nice? Okay, sorry, I just took a sip of my diet soda here. So uh, fraud, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Right now, I'm seeing all these, like, uh, um, advertisements for titles of homes being stolen, and then I hear about credit cards being stolen, credit card identities. Um, I got some fraudulent charges on my credit card, too, before. And what's interesting enough is that the companies that are supposed to stop fraud are also fraudulent. So who the way, you know, like, like who, who can you trust? i mean it's it's really tough it's really tough so when you have fraud going on every single which way in your election with your credit cards, your friends are doing there the only way the only way to prevent all of this is to well I say it, is to stay vigilant and um, and I'm hoping that Giuliani and President Trump they keep on with this fight and his whole team they keep on with this fight because that is the only way to prevent this from happening, and if they they don't win here, I hope they don't give up, because if we if we lose here and Trump, if Biden becomes president, and let's say that that's the worst thing that can happen, and if the, what's what's even worse is that if Giuliani and Trump they give up fighting, and the fraud that will happen at every single election from there on forth, and we know the liberals are they tend to actually be more fraudulent than the right. Now, not to say that the right, that the Republicans are not fraudulent because they are, they lie. They completely lie. And I, and I can go down the line. They lied about the WMDs over the, the WMDs over in, um, over being over in Iraq. I bought that lie, hook, line and sinker. George Bush was a fraud. Right. Um, and, uh, I remember their their um their promises to drill baby drill drill oil in Anwar that wasn't done. I remember them saying we have to build a stronger stronger border on the southern border, a wall. In fact, that wasn't done. They said they were going to cut taxes by a lot. Mm, not really. In fact, they cut it by a little, but not enough not enough to stimulate the economy. They said they were going to get rid of the death tax. Uh, they kind of lowered it negotiated lower, lower, but they didn't get rid of it. They said they had to come down with it in a tier, through a tear process, but that didn't really help. But it was D- Donald Trump who got rid of it. He got rid of the death tax. He lowered taxes. He built the wall. He did everything. And the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, I would say both of them are fraudsters. But under Trump, the Republican Party started to get a spine and stood up for what was right. Because that's who Donald Trump is. He's someone who stands up for what he believes in. And who's the fraud? Who really is the fraud? It's Joe Biden, because he doesn't stand for anything. He and Kamala Harris, they don't stand for anything. Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. But then she doesn't believe he's a racist now. So what so what is true? Is he a racist or is Kamala Harris's argument of Biden being a racist a fraud a fraudulent accusa- accusation right and Joe Biden said he was he was in the middle of the road type of democrat he was a conservative democrat in a way right he, but no he is pretty much a progressive democrat and Kamala Harris said she was more of a middle of the road democrat don't believe all those things but she's farther she's farther left than Bernie so this is uh you know they're both frauds and then you have Republicans who wanted Biden in because they don't like Trump, and all of those Republicans are what we call Republicans in name only—rhinos, right—and they're frauds. So the question is now: Where do all? Where does all of this? Where does all of this come from? And um, in my opinion, now we're going to transfer into the next subject here. It's really a matter of metaphoric thinking, um, and I'm going to dive into these personality types thing, because, uh, this is what sometimes we talk about on this podcast are, uh, and we're going to dive into the Enneagram again. And, um, but for those of you who don't know the Enneagram, I use that to create characters for my, for my uh, stories and use it in my own personal life for personal growth and for talking to people and marketing my own company. But there are two very interesting personalities here, which, which is associated almost primarily with the Democrat Party. Um, it's the type four and the type five personality. And the type four, we'll talk a little bit about it, but um, these are people who are, you can classify as very imaginative, imagine, imaginative and artistic personalities. Um, and they're never comfortable in their own skin. And they're always on this constant adventure. And it's not just a vacation it's an adventure to find an identity and it goes on throughout their entire life and uh, when they do finally settle on an identity it's something it's an identity that gives society the middle finger so these types of people were you know a lot of times they'll dye their hair purple, pierce their skin, have a lot, you know um, have a lot of tattoos on them and they're defined by their art and their art is usually just so rebellious because, you know, they believe that society doesn't, doesn't, um, accept them. So they want to just, you know, you know, rebel against it. And, and any type of norm you have out there, they're just going to completely go against. And because you kick them out of society, which they feel it. And they're going to, they're also going to enjoy being kicked out of that society. So again, with the Democrat Party, a big portion of the Democrat Party believes that oh, the the rich have left us behind. They kicked us out, and we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna push back. Here's our fight. You know, they you know we're we're trying to live our life, and and we're gonna push back. And how do they push back? Well, they push back very with very creative thinking. They are uh, what Disney likes to call Imagineering. And again, most artists, most artists are Type Four personalities. That's why you see um uh, a lot of a. Uh, a lot of people in Hollywood or, or artists uh, who are who are, uh, who are associated with the Democrat Party, um, and again, this is where this is where um, transgenderism co- comes from. You know, when a transgender is not comfortable, they say, "Oh, I'm born. I'm not born in this way." Well, you know, they felt that all their way before. So, so when they start saying they're uh, if they're a female and and that, and they're actually you know they feel like they're a male. Well, that's more of their type of personality that, than anything else. And now, they're again, they're just rebelling against this. And that's why you find a lot of type 4s, they're transgenders. And this is also why when they, they get the surgery done, they, um, they, they're still depressed. They're still always searching for identity. It doesn't end there. And they have to know that that's just who they are. And to express their creativeness, not by mutilating their own body, but through... You know, expressive artistic adventures, and to if you're going to be confident, they have to learn how to accept reality for what it is. But again, this is where they are. So you have this, this on the left. On the left, you have this imagine imagination, and when this this type of personality gets very unhealthy, they over if that's such a word, they just—they're overly creative, and here in America, which trickles down to the world, we—we we are for some reason celebrating now their their creative, their over creativeness. So now they're going to over-create their own gender um, instead of using. Now, now they over-create um, pronouns, right? So they, they, they'll say, "Oh, I'm." I'm no longer, I have a different, I may be a male, but I want to use a she pronoun. I want to use a plural pronoun as they or them. So even if you're a single person, a single entity, you have to say, oh, you are they. So hello, they, you know, how are you doing, they? So it's it's really, it's really just creative thinking out of the box, but instead of correcting them, they're being encouraged to go down this pathway and the problem with this, is that now you have the type five intellect personality, which comes up right by the side of them. Okay. So we, we just talked about the type four um, art, artistic personality, right? We're going to go into the type five intellectual. These are the geniuses, the Einsteins, um, the Howard Hughes of the world. Um, but with the problem with, you know, intellects, is that they're usually a narrow-minded genius and they uh tend to throttle past uh, common sense and they they end up being very stupid in fact. And when you talk with them they're they're all like uh they're all about they're all about vocabulary and very little, very little substance. So again, now you have your type and they're both in co- you find both the type 4 and type 5 a lot in college. Type 5 is usually your your professors and you they may have a little inkling of type 4 stuff in there. So what happens is that you have these <laughs> very um, the, the type four and type five liberal personalities. They kind of run, kind of run line. They, they kind of run parallel to each other and intersect with each other. So you have the creative, over creative uh, type four saying, "Well, I am no longer a male," I'm or I'm no longer a female because I don't feel like one. And then you have the type five intellect who is saying, "Well, we have science to back that up because of this." And now it, it just enforces unhealthy thinking. And then you have the type five who thinks, okay, you can be whatever gender you want. You know, men can have periods because you, you feel it and they, and they justify it. So again, now that creative personality is justified by the intellectual personality who is also unhealthy. So you just have this perfect circle of just, you know, incredibly stupid thinking. It's not common sense, right? It's not, not at all. Common sense has left the building and they're in their college bubble. So again, this whole thing this whole thing is all a fraud, and trust when I say fraud, they're gonna hate me for that because again, I'm talking about you know you know transgender that that very sensitive topic, but again, it is a fraud because this person who says they're say for example, it's a transgender woman that's not a real woman that is a male who has basically you know modified themselves to become a female, and then now we're just calling them she or her out of respect for them. But and the truth is that she can't have a baby. No, that, that's that she can't have a baby. She has no fallopian tubes. You know, she has no eggs. She can't be fertilized, right? So she's not a woman. She's not a female, not at all. Now, she may even look better than a female, but she is not a female. That is a male that has been modified. So the outer part of her, the shell, or the hormones may look like that's a that's actually a female, but it's not because that person is taking drugs and everything to to modify themselves. And this is where we get these top five, these um these type five personalities, and the type fours. They have they're again they've infiltrated the college. They've gone full I'll say full crazy right, but this craziness now is consider the norm. It's okay to think. So now we get, it pours into our society out there. And now they think it's okay to give that young kid who's 13 years old, who has an identity crisis, who is more likely a type four and just dealing with things, right? So, but instead of saying, instead of saying, telling that type four, well, maybe you should think about this." this, this very big machine, again, comes in there and says, no, we need to pump this little boy full of estrogen, which could possibly give him cancer, so put him on prednisone. And then, but now we'll permanent, permanently castrate him, you know, with all of these drugs, but it's okay. It's okay. And if you're against this, well then you are being some have some type of phobia, and your parents should, you know, they should be called names, doxed, cancelled. You know, pointed fingers, you shouldn't be friends with them because these these parents or these friends who are saying you should not do this to this little kid, well, they're just against transgenders. And this is where all this thing here comes in, 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 into a huge full circle of embracing fraud. And this is where our society is right now. And it's very, very, it's very saddening to see. This is This is the pinnacle of unhealthy thinking, being being passed off as healthy living. It's not healthy. It's not at all. If we just change the characters, you will see that it's not healthy look, living. For example, if a little kid, or if a person, we, why do not we say an adult, came to us and said, well, I wanna cut off my leg and be a pirate. And the intellect, the type five healthy intellect, will say, well, that's not possible. You're not a pirate because pirates don't exist anymore. And there's much different. Just because you want a peg leg doesn't make you a pirate. That's what the intellect will say. And then that's what and they say. Well, and I think there's something wrong with you because you want to cut off your leg and have a peg leg instead. But that person says, no, I want to cut off my leg. I want to be a pirate. But we'll sit him down with the doctor, console him, and he eventually he'll stop. But if that person came in and says, well, I want to cut off my penis, well, all of a sudden it's, oh, okay, which drugs can we take to turn you into this woman? Why is it okay for him to say he wants to turn into a woman and not turn into a pirate? Right? What is the, what is the difference? There's no difference. None. We just change the characters. That's it. So this is where we are today. And this is why it's so easy for liberals to, to be, to look at fraud to look at complete fraud, and be 100% okay with it. And in a way, deep down inside, every person who is a con artist and a fraud, they know what the truth is. And this is why they don't want to hear the truth at all, because it's much too hard. They get offended much too there. they get offended by 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 you talking the truth to them. right? And they'll label you with every type of Racist or transgenderist or whatever like that, whatever, whatever like bad name. I, I don't, I, I don't even know what it is now. I, I've been called almost every single thing out there, you know, xenophobic, racist, or like you know, I've even caught been called like uh what, what? I forgot what they. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I it just goes in one ear and comes out the other. I just laugh at it. But again, this is where we're at. This is where we're at, and things won't change. Until and things can't. It's and I think if anything, you know, things won't change because we have a systemic problem of stupidity. If there's only thing, if there's only one thing that's actually systemic, it's stu- It's stupidity within America. That is the systemic problem in America. It's not white pri- white privilege, or you know, we have a systemic racism problem. Again, that's also a fraud too. You know, people don't want to hear that Black Lives Matter is a fraud. All of their arguments are all a fraud, right? They don't want to hear that white privilege is a fraud. That doesn't happen, right? I mean, I can I can name more <laughs> I can name more rich black guys than I can name rich white guys. I just have to go down the list of all the NFL players that I like to follow, or anyone like that. Most of them are all black. They're all richer than us. I mean, I have LeBron James and Oprah telling me on how unprivileged they are, really, you know, they have more, you know, I have more privilege, privilege than them, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a Asian, I'm an Asian-American, they say, right, I have to call myself Asian-American, well, I, I can't call myself American, I have to be, I have to be Asian-American in this world, right, I, I have to be a victim, right, again, another fraudulent argument, So again, where do we go from all of this? And I don't think this is something that the government can fix. This is something that we have to fix on an individual level and by being persistent, vigilant, the same way Rudy Giuliani is fighting against the fraudulent election. We have to fight against fraudulent, metaphoric thinking. All right. So that's all I have for now. I am going to be back here um, just in a a little second here. I'm going to take a little more sip of my soda, take a quick break, and then we'll get into this uh, movie, uh, Paris Hilton, uh, which I really think you should watch. It's a real quick movie review, and then we'll just wrap everything on up. All right, people. Hold on. Okay, I'm back from my soda break kind of back, because I'm still drinking my soda, and I thought I, I would just talk while I drink my soda here. But right now, we're going to be talking about the Paris Hilton documentary that is available on YouTube. Uh, this came out during the pandemic. Um, you can still see it for free on YouTube. Um, again, free. That's free 99 dollars And if you have not seen it, I definitely... Um, I definitely uh, say that you should because uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it is, um from a scale of uh, A to F, I give this an absolute A plus on um, film. Uh, it is a documentary about and created by parasitians, so there is a little bias there. But for a documentary, it is unbelievably honest, especially one that is created by the subject. Usually you will see um, especially in such as a Michelle Obama her documentary, it wasn't entirely honest. It just gave it from her point of view and how great Michelle Obama is, and never never really got into you know the real, real uh, the the dark subject matters of Michelle Obama's life. But Paris Hilton, she gets very deep into her life. Now, um, if you don't know about Paris Hilton, um, you're probably you're probably dead, and uh, probably probably voting for Joe Biden. So, but, but um, but Paris Hilton, you know, she's much more than you know, This 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 film exposes who Paris Hilton actually is, uh, it, and the the persona that we're fed, the commercial persona, is. And well, we're going back into that that topic of fraud, but it's a fraud because that girl who is this ditzy blonde. This very rich, ditzy blonde who can't associate with people, who doesn't know what pain is, and just lives this lives this glamorous life because she's wealthy, is completely false. Um, Paris Hilton, uh, her family never benefited from the Hilton the Hilton wealth at all. She may have had the name, but um, she got absolutely nothing from it. So she, what she is, is a self-made millionaire on her way to becoming a billionaire. billionaire and she's gotten that way through hard work and dedication and part of that included her creating this fake persona of parasitian that we know this blonde ditzy girl that again made everything through uh the simple life right she got popular through simple life and that x-rated tape that was released of her and she took these negatives and turned it into a positive and then started to do everything from just launching her career. And um, and she looked as though on the surface. And now, what I'm going to do here is what I do with a lot of um, movies or when I write a lot of um, stories is that we, an- we analyze things on the basics of character. So when we take a look at Paris Hilton and we take a look at her character and we can actually put her on the Enneagram at what type she is or what what type of personality is so we can understand better. So for example, if I were to ever write a character about Paris Hilton, then I could write one a lot more accurately. And this pretty pretty much is a segue into what we were talking about before of metaphoric thinking, being a fraud, et cetera, et cetera, about the type four and the type five personality. Remember, the type four is that artistic personality who is always searching for their place in this world. And Paris Hilton is a type four personality. Um, When she was very, very young, um, she went through a lot of traumas in her life. And she really didn't know where she belonged. She, you know, she didn't fit into this wealthy lifestyle of, you know, her mother, they were trying to push her into refinement school. Um, She was a rebel. She didn't want to be part of that life. And then as soon as she got to turn 18, she rebelled against that life. And she thought she was a party animal, but she wasn't that either. And she got involved with the wrong people, and that's how the sex tape got out. And and she just had huge trust issues with people. But it was more with even society, because society was writing a different character for her. So then she created this fake character. And this fake character, this fake identity, who she's, that she's been living with for her entire life. So, you know, it's, it's sad. It's really, really sad. But Paris Hilton is a Type 4 personality. You know, she... She doesn't know her place. I mean, just, she, again, you know, type 4s are not necessarily transgenders. A lot of them are. But again, but again, you know, how transgenders are searching for their place in this world, Paris Hilton was doing the exact same thing. Everything that the fear, the trust issues, that, you know, the anxiety, all those issues that, that plagues transgenders, because they're the same personality type when they're unhealthy, plagued, plagued um, Paris Hilton. You know, she can't trust can't trust relationships, can't trust people, can't trust, you know, who's going to backstab her, can't, all of these things, all of these things. And again, she made all of these different types of characters, even so that her voice, her voice is completely fake. That, that Paris Hilton, that shy little girl Paris Hilton voice is fake. Her real voice is a low, is very, is, is pretty low. And she's not into glamour. She is a tomboy she likes to wear a t-shirt and jeans all of this glamour and glitz and everything she doesn't really give a damn isn't that interesting very very interesting so now <laughs> on the surface on the surface that that personality type that she the fake one that she created that that fake personality type is a type 3 it, it's it's 100% fake because all the type 3 image cares about how they look, the selfies, the um, the glitz, the glamour, the achievement. And she does have part of that in her real life where she is just an, a workaholic. Um, when you watch this video, uh, this movie, um, you'll see how hard Paris Hilton works. Um, she lives from hotel room to hotel room, and, you know, for the most part, goes to sleep in the hotel room uh, um, uh, just by herself. Uh, lives a very, you know, lonely life. Um, but she'll go from one, one area to the next traveling and traveling, um, working her ass off with her goal to make a billion dollars. And that's all she needs. You know, she, she doesn't want to settle down to have kids or a husband or, or any, she wants that in a way. But again, she's so unsure of who she is. So unsure. Is she this, you know, rich person here, or, 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 or uh, she's supposed to be the tomboy, but she has sold her soul on this like fake image that she has to keep up with this fake image to make money, right? So it's sad. It's very, very sad. Uh, when you watch this, um, don't expect a happy ending. Um, she has a re- relationship in there with a kind of a guy who's a kind of a big douche, and um, that's probably best to describe him. And, uh, and um, you know, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end, uh, well, the re- relationship doesn't end well and her life doesn't really end well. Other than her exposing this school that she went to that abused her and made her kind of into who she is today. But in a way, it's a good and a bad thing because without that school, she would have not been who she is today So, you know, maybe if she didn't go to that school, who knows what type of Paris Hilton we would be getting today. So, um, but definitely worth the watch. Um, Again, I give it my highest grade, which is an A. And um, yeah, check it out because it won't cost you anything. Not a thing. Just look for um, Paris Hilton and, you know, go to her website. I mean, go to her, her channel and then you'll find it out there. All right. And that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll keep broadcasting. I'll keep podcasting. And uh, hopefully I'll gain a bigger audience. But uh, that is about it for now. I'll talk to you later.